welcome to another exciting edition of the Dr. Funk Podcast. And now, here's your host, Dr. Funkenberry. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Dr. Funk Podcast. On this week's episode, we cover so much stuff. We're going to cover Empire, a special Prince episode. The uh, PRN alumni doing an event. Beyonce is doing the foreword for a new Prince book by Afshin, one of Prince's uh, photographers that's going to have some awesome shots. And the Prince world is not happy about it. We're going to get into that. And also, Sheila E's got a new single, a new album coming out. And we're going to get all into that. What is going on, Chris? What up, Doc? How you doing, man? I am doing good. This is going to be like a super-sized episode. Like back in the day when you had like a bonus-sized living single episode or a bonus-sized friends episode, this episode is going to be bonus-sized to cover everything we need to talk about. You know, like I figured things would be cool because celebrate my birthday and things would just be chill for, for a week. Oh, no. Oh, no. We take a week off. There's too much funk happening, you know. <laughs> That's right. By the way, happy happy belated birthday. Thank you. It's all August long. So if you guys want to donate, if you want to, you don't have to. Usually we, we want to do stuff, but podcast, I, as people have been talking about and Chris has been hearing me talking about forever, I'm going to have trouble with my car. It's just time for that one to go to car heaven. I'm just looking for a used car, nothing outside my means, probably around four or five thousand dollars but looking to get stuff any bit helps if you want to donate if you don't want to you can listen we're still doing this for free we're not charging for podcasts yet sure chris you know if you see him panhandling on the street though that that's on him you know (laughs) well you know sometimes you know man's got to do what a man's got to do right thank you guys so much for subscribing on itunes for looking for us on Podbay. We're trying to get everywhere, more networks. Please make sure to share this on all the Prince groups that you belong to on the Prince websites. We really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, There's just a lot of haters. Apparently Prince, uh, excuse me, Chris has like 60 people on Facebook that don't like him. So my number is quite higher (laughs) than that. But uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, number is quite higher than that. <laughs> Just like, you know, I have close to 10,000 Instagram followers, but I only get like about 800 likes because people will check out my page and not like it because it makes them cool that way. But it's interesting. Sometimes you can see who's going to your page and not liking it, but it's all good. It makes me kind of iconic. Speaking of iconic... That is the name of Sheila E.'s new record. And we were invited to listen to the album before it comes out last week, last Thursday. And that's right. That's why that's where we were last week. And so that's why we had to skip a week. Right. Because we got a very special invitation. Right. To hear the new album. And. You know, we get there. It's a lot nicer and cooler on that side of the hill. 
It's in a nice studios. We go in. We uh, see and talk with Don Lewis, who used to be on A Different World, actress Don Lewis. Then a few other people that I recognize. We talked to Gilbert Davidson, who was a big part of Paisley Park Enterprises back in the day. And then even before the listening party, I'm kind of surprised Sheila is out and about mingling. And uh, we're able to talk with her for a little bit, get a few photos. Um, Yeah, that was really nice of her. It was like one of the first faces we saw. She's like, hey, come on in. Have something to eat. Have something to drink. It wasn't that, that was really nice. She was really approachable and really nice. It was cool. It's just interesting because, you know, I've called out Sheila before on some stuff that I didn't like. So, but I'm never going to back down or be shy, you know, just it is what it is. Um, but, you know, then we got situated. Chris had a little bit of a glass of wine and a little bit of fruit. I grabbed a couple of pieces of pineapple and strawberries and a glass of their finest arrowhead water. And we sat down <laughs> and we listened to the album. And I was impressed with what I heard. Uh, what did you think of everything, Chris? Yeah, I, I too, it was kind of cool because we had no expectations because we didn't know what was going on. All we knew that it was called Iconic message for america and it was really just completely blind but i was very very impressed with the with the list and um i've got the set list in front of or i keep saying that set list it's track list the track, track list, list in front of me you want me to to na- name a couple of the highlights absolutely that's what i'm going for okay yeah so the cool thing about this album is that um there really is a message right and i'm sure you're going to get into that in a minute yep um, a lot. They're all they're all covers. Yes, uh, they're cover songs with a lot, a lot of special guests and some big guests. Um, she covers. Uh, I think I got to talk about the first song because she showed us the video, right, uh, which, for the funky national anthem "Message to America," which is now. It was supposed to come out August 11th. It is now on YouTube. Out now, the video for you guys to see that we're talking about. Right. And as people are listening to this, if you're listening to this the the day it comes out, this it'll be Friday. So you can also see the video and listen to the song. Right. And so that kind of kicks everything off and sets the tone for the album. Like I said, everything, they're from the 60s and 70s, these covers. Mm. And um, the one that really impressed me right off the bat, she had Ringo Starr guest starring as on her cover of Come Together. Right. And... Um, and then the next song was Everyday People featuring uh, Freddie Stone, now, which was really impressive. What's What's interesting about that, with Come Together, Prince has covered that before. Same with Everyday People, and same with track four that you're going to get into. But the funk, I don't know if it's the sound system, but yeah, it, it felt like a Prince after show for a little bit with all that funk and the covers going on and... You know, Sheila kind of kind of jamming on some stuff. Could go back into it. I just wanted to notice right. that I saw some of that stuff, you know. No worries. Uh, I'm just going to jump ahead a couple just because of some of the things that I liked. She did a, a James Brown medley with Bootsy Collins. Right. And that's pretty – that was funky. Yeah. Um, and speaking of funk, she actually did – she has George Clinton guesting on 
the track where she covers One Nation Under a Groove and Mothership Connection, which was probably one of the highlights for me. Right. Then you have um, – And all these songs everybody knows. So it's they're all these hit, iconic hits from back in the day, right. which is really cool. Like Blackbird, Inner City Blues, It Starts With Us, Jesus, Children of America, and um, Pusher Man, Respect Yourself. Yes. You know – and I am funky. Then yes, we can can with Angela Davis, and then of yes, course, uh, the yes the Prince Jam, America, and that and Sheila's got a video for that too, and that features Kenny Dolfer, but it also features Eddie Minifield, uh, who a lot of people would know in the Prince era and was in Sheila's band in the '80s and Prince's band as well. He was entitled Eddie M. Prince. Changed it from Eddie Minifield to Eddie M. There was Sheila E and Eddie M. Eddie M. And yeah. the track that we didn't hear, I believe, is What the World Needs Now is Love. That was going to be the bonus track for people that pledge music. She really wanted to make sure that was not played because it wouldn't have been fair to the people that pledged music and were, you know, supposed to hear it first and whatnot. Um, and then Sheila. She said she had her 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 people do it last minute, I believe, Chris, where they gave us a little gift bag of stuff. Yeah, that was really thoughtful and didn't have to give us anything because she was so nice enough to invite us into the studio and give us drinks and, and some food. But right. they, uh, they actually gave us tote bags that had some goodies inside, a couple of magnets and a really cool T-shirt. So... Yeah, I thought that was really nice. Didn't have to do it at all. But what she wanted to do is she right. wanted to get the word out because this is a new world, you know. She's you know, she's doing it on her own. And she wanted us to get the word out about the message of America that, you know, we need to we need to make a change and music is the way to do that. Right. I just feel it was the right she played to her strength on everything. And with all the tracks. And it was much stronger than I thought it was going to be. I was really impressed. We talked a little bit more with Gilbert Davidson afterwards. We talked with Sheila. I was trying to feel her out about if she wanted to be on the podcast. She kind of agreed to it. But uh, I know how that is sometimes. We'll see. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. We are, Hopefully we can get her on to talk about the album, for sure. We're going to see her at the end of the month because she's doing a show at the Conga Room, a record release party, and also the Grammy Museum before that. So we're going to be in a plethora of Sheila August 31st. So that's, that's like... right. A- and just a couple... Huh. Yeah. So you talked about the um, the show at the, at the Conga Room on the 31st. Her album drops the next day, September 1st. So just anyone that wants to know when it's coming out, it's going to be yeah. uh, that Friday, September 1st. So that's yeah. pretty pretty cool. And then um, Donna from Third Eye Girl, formerly of Third Eye Girl, I guess we can say, she debuted her new band at the Dakota Jazz Club in Minneapolis last Friday doing two shows. Um, she pulled in a very respectable crowd, gave a very great performance, and then uh, people were saying that, you know, when you closed your eyes sometimes, it's kind of like you can hear him play. You hear Prince play. And I told her that after um, 
the Grove of Anaheim shows in 2013 at the after party that we had with Prince is I just told like the biggest and Donna's a little bit shy. You know, she's not a hugger. She's a high fiver, stuff like that. And I just said to her, like the biggest compliment I can give you is when I'm listening to recordings of the tour, I can't, it sometimes takes me a little bit of time, but sometimes I can't tell when it's your guitar or his guitar. And that's like the biggest compliment I can give you because of how great of a guitarist Prince was. And Donna has that style in her repertoire. So I was just impressed by it. I really hope that Donna is able to make her way over to here to do a show maybe when Nam's in town next January. But I know that the album isn't exactly completed again. Completed. So they most likely will perform in Minneapolis again before the year is over. That's my assumption. Nothing secret. But I was just glad to see the rave reviews and a lot of people come out for it because she had to deal with Gary Clark Jr. You know, playing in town as well. And that's a guy that's Real Music by Real Musicians as well. So kudos to her. Right. And then also on Friday, August 4th, you know, me and Obama's birthday, um, <laughs> a bunch of videos dropped on YouTube again, this time from the Parade album. So you had Girls and Boys, Mountains, and Another Lever Hole in Your Head, along with Kiss. All Except for <laughs> Kiss. A lot of these videos have been on YouTube over the years, but not officially on YouTube on Prince's channel. Right. So it looks like what's happening... Right is we are getting stuff in chronological order. So most likely we're going to get all the sign of the time stuff this time. Um, nothing rare has been dropped or unreleased. I mean, I mean un- unreleased more so than rare because let's pretend we're married and the video for automatic, that's somewhat rare. But nothing really unreleased has dropped on that. Um but it's just really nice to see that it's happening. Then something unofficial dropped on Saturday. Um, I saw it in my Facebook feed. And, of course, it wasn't credited like where it comes from because a lot of people do that. And I was talking with you before that on the show, Chris, that there's just so many people that they get stuff from my site and then they put it out themselves and then people know where it originated from. So apparently this happened with Housequake. Um, they put out the footage and other people were just grabbing it instead of sharing it from them. So I didn't know where it originally came from. And of course, you know, by Sunday I wake up to it and they're like, great, fine by housequake. And I'm like, okay, I wish people, I wish people would protect me that way. But anyway, it was like about three <laughs> minutes of unreleased footage. There's been a few snippets here and there, but it's from the new tour and it's pretty amazing. Just like Prince on cool. a train and the guy's like, Prince is like, I bet you you're filming. Ah, he is. Ah, psych. Like, kind of getting Prince off guard and seeing Prince run at a train station, which, interesting enough, is kind of what happened in the Cream video a little over, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, a year later. But just the footage of him jamming on piano and different keys, then guitar, and then having them rehearse the future. It's some really, really, really cool footage. And I just think that 
the director is planning on releasing this at some point, hopefully with the estate. But he's going back to his archives and editing because he also made sure to watermark it. But it was really cool to see that, you know. And then on Sunday, Bruno Mars uh, performed in Minneapolis. He did a show there, the Excel Center, I believe. He was going to do Let's Go Crazy, which he did at the Grammys this year. But he decided against it. And I don't know if it had anything to do with this, but earlier in the day, Bruno Mars, along with his entire crew, went to Paisley Park and took the tour. And <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, a week before Duff uh, with Guns N' Roses, you know, he stopped by Paisley by himself. Axel and Slash didn't go with him, but Duff went there. Bruno took his entire crew on the tour. It's like, like a little over a grand that saw that money, you know. So <laughs> right. that's that's kind of cool in my opinion. And then what's yeah, that was pretty cool. Inter- Great picture. Yeah. And then we found out that Paisley Park is adding another tour. Uh, and you know they have the regular general admission tour, then they have the VIP tour. For hundred dollars, get you around ninety minutes. Usually, they include that with uh, their their Saturday night dance parties or what will be movie nights. Now, this one is called the Ultimate Experience, and it's hundred and sixty dollars, and it's going to provide the exact content of the traditional VIP tours, plus exclusive access to new spaces and exhibits within Paisley Park. So you're getting a little bit of extra stuff. As a more immersive way for fans to to the to tour, the Alton Experience will be offered for a limited time on Mondays alongside current general mission and VIP tours beginning August 14th to so this Monday. This new wide-ranging tour will offer an expanded three-hour, three-hour tour, guided tour, and will include access to studios A, B, and C. In addition, the Alton Experience will also allow visitors to enjoy a private screening of the editing room. So you get to be in there longer and you may see some other stuff that wasn't shown before, which I think is kind of cool, Chris. Oh my God. Take my money. I'm I'll take my money. (laughs) Then you also get an enhanced tour. uh, That's also include a special audio playback in studio uh, studio B, you know? So, you're getting a lot more stuff. And I just haven't even included the spectrum of it. And visitors on the Alton Experience will also have access to view archive items. Um, you know, archive items not displayed on the general mission and VIP tours, running more in-depth museum experience. The Alton Experience also includes a specially prepared vegetarian meal at the conclusion of the tour. But, man. Oh, you get a meal, too. All right. Damn. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll be going back to Minneapolis in the fall. Three out, <laughs> three hours to hang out there. You know. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool, man. And what's interesting is like we, you know, like Michael Holtz, who DJs at Paisley, still in used to DJ. He remembers those times 
where there'd be something going on at Paisley for 25 bucks or sometimes 100 and people wanted to guarantee that Prince is going to be there before they went to Paisley or lived in Minneapolis. Now they're having to pay 100 to 160 dollars when he's not there, you know. But we want to keep it alive. I like that they're coming up with new things, you know. A three-hour tour is obviously a lot longer than what it is. We don't get to see how in-depth it is, but hopefully we'll get some reports. Maybe there's going to be someone that is taking the tour that listens to the podcast and would like to maybe record a little something to have on the show next week. We'd love to have that. Now, another thing that happened on Monday, but we're going into it, is (laughs) Afshin Shahidi who has worked with Prince for over 20 years and was his personal and private photographer for 10 years, we know that he's been releasing a book called Prince of Private View. Now, when... Let me me just say what this is first before going into it. Afshin's book is still coming out in October. He didn't like the cover they originally chose, which was the Musicology Tour book cover. So he was always wanting to change it. So now he got the photo of what he wanted. And he got the person that he wanted to write the foreword. He wanted it to be Beyonce. And what Beyonce's introduction says, intro, all we know so far is, truth be told, the word icon only scratches the surface of what Prince was and what he remains to me. Then they included a few really awesome photos that Afshin took and all this stuff. Now, what do you, Chris, personally, what do you think of Beyonce? And what do you think of her being the person that does the introduction to his book? Now, keep in mind, a lot of the Prince fans are quite heated on why she was chosen. Well, there's obviously a connection from when they performed together at the Grammys. Was mm-hmm. it back in 04, was it? Yes. So at least there's a connection. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, she's one of the biggest music, music stars in the world. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he got someone like Beyonce to do the forward to speak about Prince, I think is great. Because it shows the, the respect that Prince deserves. Right. So I'm, I'm, I love it. I'm. Sh- I was shocked that um, he was able to get somebody, I mean, that high cab- caliber of an artist to be able to be a part of it. You know, so I'm, I'm. I'm very happy for him. You know, I'm not really surprised about the backlash of Beyonce. I remember a few years ago, I posted an article about what Kid Rock said about Beyonce where Kid Rock said um, he doesn't understand why she's so big. It's not like she's got a purple rain or anything. What's interesting about that is Kid Rock could care less in 2004 that Prince was performing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He was just there to induct Bob Seger. But I think that Prince left a mark on Kid Rock. But... I just saw, like I said, stuff like that to where people weren't exactly too kind to Beyonce that were Prince fans. And what's interesting to me is that a Beyonce song played into one of the most rare concerts that myself and Chris ever saw. 
it was a show in 2003 where Prince really didn't tour that much that year, aside from a show in Hong Kong, a few shows, I believe, in Australia. But it was kind of being the prelude. And also in Hawaii, it was also being the prelude to the Musicology Tour. So he did the show in 2003 where he didn't sing at all. And people thought he was doing the news album. They were wrong. All the songs that Prince performed at the show in 2003 at B.B. King's at Universal um, City Walk were songs that had to do with not speaking at all. And one of the songs that Prince performed that he kicked off the show with was Speechless by Beyonce. And Prince did a lot of other instrumentals. He even did Shh for us, but he wouldn't sing it. The only song at that show that had nothing to do with speech, with not talking, was when... He brought Eric Leeds by him, by his keyboards, to show him how to play when the Saints go marching in so Prince could play guitar with it. So I'm not I'm not the biggest Beyonce fan. I'll admit it. Um, about a month or so ago, my girlfriend, in order to get ready, had to play on some Beyonce. And I was like, all right. You know, I always was on top of... Beyonce because you had to be with Destiny's Child all these other things so I have her music but it isn't exactly my jam but she is tremendous she is huge and the thing is is Afshin asked me you know who he should get for the introduction he really wanted Beyonce I was like I wonder if she would do it you know and then he was thinking of maybe Salma Hayek, but he also has another side project because Salma Hayek did direct the video for Tiamo Corazon. And Afshin was able to take a bunch of photos from that video shoot in a special book, which he's hoping to reprint. And I really hope he does. Um, <clears throat> I kind of said, I think it would be, because I, I just kind of had a feeling there's going to be a backlash with Beyonce. I really, truly did. And my pick, I think a lot of people would agree with this, but I still think Beyonce is the right way to go because she brings eyes into it and it is a big name on it. <clears throat> Maybe I can use, use the person I was going to choose for my book later down the road. But my choice was Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I just think Dave writing about Prince would have been so funny so great because i just remember him on fallon when they were discussing the breakfast can wait video and that of course was the cover that was Chappelle pretending to be prince in the Chappelle show skit and when he played basketball and he's serving him pancakes and then fallon brought that up to Chappelle, and he's like man that's prince playing jedi mind tricks because he didn't ask me for permission to use my image for that cover. But then again, I'm dressed as him. <laughs> so what can I do? You know, <laughs> right? I just thought yeah, exactly. that was so interesting. But congrats to Afshin on his book. 
I cannot wait to get it in October. You got Steve Park's official book being released in September, meaning the U.S. release it is has been overseas, released overseas, and myself and Chris do have copies. And Steve Park may be in L.A. Uh, to do a book signing, so we're going to check that out. And then Absolutely. also who performed this week, and they, actually, they even did a free show in Brooklyn this afternoon was – Liv Warfield, Judith Hill, and Shelby J. So that's pretty cool. They've been doing the tour. Judith is going to be here in September, I believe, again. And then we got Andy Allo in two weeks. So we're, we're, getting, yep. we're getting the funk over here. We're not getting all three of them at the same time. But we are getting the funk over here. And then... The Revolution was announced that they are doing a show with My Morning Jacket in Denver um, December 29th. Not New Year's Eve, but December 29th. Last year, they were supposed to do the freaking Palladium out here, and that didn't happen. So I don't know if that's going to happen this year. But yeah, so we got, in, we got into all that. And then, so, there is some... Interesting stuff happening with the estate now. Uh, they're going to be getting a third administrator. That doesn't mean that Comerica is leaving. Um, they're staying on. The third administrator they are getting is a lawyer. Now, what makes this interesting is they're getting a lawyer to investigate the dealings that Bremer Trust made when they were in charge. And Comerica believes that if they got involved, it would be a little bit of um conflicting interest, a conflict of interest. Now, right. they're also bringing this on because they are kind of zeroing in on the Universal Music Group deal uh, where Cop Michael Koppelman and Londell McMillan who worked with Prince 20 years ago on the Emancipation album uh, 21 years ago now where they're the ones who got the deal but they didn't exactly read everything in the contract or, or were able to get a view of it so the deal was nullified what wasn't nullified was the money that Koppelman and McMillan made off of the deal. So I think now that's what's being investigated is if they have to get the money back. If they knew uh, beforehand of Warner's having a longer term to the music beforehand. Now, in 2014, when Prince redid his deal with Warner Brothers, <clears throat> he got the masters early, but a share of them. But in order to do that, there were longer contracts reached for all the movies, all the music that had a soundtrack associated with it. So there was longer contracts for Purple Rain now, for Parade now, for Sign of the Times now, for the Batman soundtrack, and for Graffiti Bridge. So it's going to take longer for those masters to come back into the fold. And those, those are some quite big sellers and universal music was not going to get those, you know? So that played into it. 
Now, were they aware of it and mis- and serious and purposely misled Universal? Londell says that's not the case. If you follow him on Twitter, um, but they're definitely uh, Comerica in the United State is definitely getting someone to investigate that. So it's just crazy. I don't think you know. And then of course, people see that and they're just like, "Oh my God, it's going to take us so much longer." to get music now we're gonna have to wait because of this you know i think what we're waiting on now is for when they're going to make it public that people can bid on it you know so chris um another thing is is talking about like purple rain sales they were pretty good Ah. uh, apparently for okay that's good for vinyl um number eight uh, on the Discogs chart is Purple Rain, number ten on the Nielsen. And that's for this year. How how come it's different on the different charts? That's, that's just how they do stuff. Odd, it's right? just like well, it's just like Hits Magazine has a different way of measuring what's number one, and then Billboard has a different way of measuring uh, what's number one on their charts. Okay, but I think it's really good because that was released in June, and now we're on just August, and that's already in the top ten. So I think that's really good. You know, oh, that's good, yeah. In my opinion. Now, another thing that's happening I felt was a little bit of interest is that <clears throat> Lost Prince lyrics are heading to auction. So along with like Colbert's interview desk, which I find very interesting. Uh, the Prince lyric sheet is a handwritten working draft and unpublished song from around 2001 that was titled Electric Rush. The track lyrics read in part, been working so hard all day, looking forward to just getting off of my feet, kick these shoes behind the couch and fix me a little something to eat. While Electric Rush may have never become a full song, Prince's 2007 track, Here I Come, from Bria Valente, features a lyric, Electric Rush inside me is going crazy. The she's expected to sell for $8,000 or more. Other Prince items up for sale include a personally worn pair of purple trousers and a stage-worn Batman mirror wristband. That's kind of cool. Electric Rush. Hmm. Here I, here I kinda, come again. That seems a little steep for a song that wasn't even released, you know? Well, that... But hey, pe- people spend that kind of money, I guess. Yeah. We'll see. For essentially a poem at this point, right? Yeah. Now, the biggest news of the week, in my opinion, uh, just happened very recently. But Empire is doing a full-on Prince tribute episode, which is going to be episode number four of the season. Now, the season starts September 27th. Now you're probably figuring, well, that means it's going to air sometime in October. Eh, not exactly. Empire is aired on the Fox network. And around the second week of October, Fox preempts their shows for their coverage of the World Series, which usually, for some reason, starts Game 1 on a Wednesday. And last year, it went seven games, so that was two weeks of Empire you missed. It debuted, didn't debut until, didn't come back till the end of October. So there's a chance 
You may not be getting the Prince episode till late October or early November, depending on how the World Series plays out. Now, <coughs> what we found out from the Hollywood Reporter is that um, Jamal, played by Jesse Smollett, and Hakeem, played by Bryce Shearer, Y. Gray, they're going to be performing a rendition of the late pop star's Let's Go Crazy. And um, I don't know if they're going to be playing some more of his songs throughout the episode, but that's going to be what they perform in the episode. And the tribute is timed to the birthday party of Hakeem's young daughter, Bella, that features everything from a Prince cake to a special performance of the Prince song, Let's Go Crazy, which we just mentioned. And uh, Sena Humri uh, states it's completely Prince-themed. In a celebratory fashion, everybody, all the cast, is going to be dressed in a Prince theme. Even my crew is going to to kind of honor him. Can we make sure that it's Cookie that's wearing the assless pants and not Lucius? Can we just get that? Can we get that? Because it just seems like there's always male booty on these shows. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to see Cookie's Cookie. Okay, just, 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 just putting it out there. Like, be a little different, you know. Let's, let's just have uh, Lucius with a little bit of a fro, maybe. Or do if we want to get it from uh, the gold era, you know, maybe Lucius having a little bit of slave written on his face. Um, but. The special episode is the brainchild of Hamri, who is close friends with the Purple Rain singer. Um, we know this because she directed his musicology video, which me and Chris were on the set for, and they did it in three takes. <laughs> you know, that's just Prince. Hmm. And Sena also directed another video that me and Chris were lucky enough to be a part of, which was Fix Your Life Up. And they did that in two takes after the San Diego After Show in 2013 yeah. on the live out loud tour she also directed i believe call my name and she also directed the unreleased video for a million days and there was supposed to be a third little bit of a 31 21 movie that played into that as well um and Sena was able to have this happen because she's a very close friend of the estate they were very kind to me allowing us to use a lot of the things that we needed to I know in a weird sense, he trusts me with his work. He, he has been for many. So I say, why not do that now and honor him in the best way on a music show? And um, Homery also revealed that Prince watched Empire religiously. I wonder if, I don't think he, he would have liked the last season too much is all I can say. But religiously when he was alive, he had previously allowed her to use a song from Artificial Age, which is true. On the first season of Empire, uh, the Funk and Roll remix was used in a scene on Empire. And the two discussed making an appearance on a series before he passed. That would have been cool. It was discussed to me. It was going to happen. I think it was very much something he would have wanted. And she even talked about, you know, Prince also believed in owning your masters or your masters will own you. It's something that's kind of been a direct... Uh, thread of what's been going on with empire <clears throat> it's about being free it's about doing the music that you want 
The Empire family has always fought to be unique compared to the other people in the music industry. Our show also reveals the kind of dirty laundry of the music industry that Prince has spoken about for years. <clears throat> he wrote Slave on His Face for a reason, because he didn't want to be owned and not being free and doing his art. It was something he could identify with because he was there for many years fighting with Warner Brothers. <clears throat> and then she also said that they're working on a TV project together. I know that's something that Prince was always wanting to do when I was doing the spree cast. He was kind of wanting us to get to get a deal with Access TV and be live from Paisley Park and do skits with the MPG horns and other stuff. So he was always wanting to do that, but the opportunity wasn't there as much as you think it should have been. And she also talked about they haven't shot the episode yet. It's going to be shot on August 21st. And Taika Nelson, Prince's oh. sister, is going to be there. And, oh, cool. And she, she thinks it's really awesome that it's being shot on the 21st of August because it's the, the day of the solar eclipse. So I find that very meaningful. I think it's almost like his energy is shining upon the moment. Um, oh, wow. You know, she also directed Taika's song end of the road which was released on prince's what would have been his 58th birthday <clears throat> so in closing she said i'm just so happy to be able to bring this to life this season and kind of celebrate him as a person i think it's the best way to pay homage and i completely agree i'm looking forward to it. chris i don't know if you're an empire head but i sure am kind of last season was just a little bit ridiculous but then again i see what's going on in the world where you have two people from a country kind of having a pissing contest right now and maybe leading us to war. So maybe empire isn't as far fetched at times as we're led to believe. So, mm. you know, yeah, I, I might have to catch up with the episodes and, uh, cause I haven't watched it yet. So I really like it to get on there and do some binge watching, especially episode one and episode two. I really like it. So, all right, cool. I'll have to check it out. Uh, season one and season two, not episode one and episode two. Excuse me on that. Uh, Stephen Park, the LA Gallery show is most likely going to be September 21st. Want to update on that? It does have other tour dates as that gets closer? We'll go ahead and make sure to cover that. Now, another thing that's near and dear to us is the PRN alumni, and they're having an event yes. September 7th through 9th. Uh, celebrating 30 years, 30 years of basically Paisley Park being in existence, which opened in September of 1987. So, oh, very cool. Yeah. And the newly formed PRN Alumni Foundation, a nonprofit organization whose members are former employees of Paisley Park, announced a three-day weekend celebration in Minneapolis September 7th, 8th, and 9th to commemorate, commemorate the milestone. And this is um, from Jackie Thompson. So much innovation has taken place through the doors of Paisley Park in the last 30 years. As the former employees who helped contribute to Prince's many creative endeavors, we have cause to celebrate the magnitude of his work and want to share it with others who loved him and who were inspired by his creativity. On Thursday, they're going to have the PRN Alumni Foundation inaugural benefit featuring Grammy-nominated musical trio King. Uh, they're going to be a VIP experience, silent auction. I'm hearing some of these silent auctions are going to be quite awesome, and some of them one of a kind. And they're going to have music oh, wow. and memories. Yeah. It's at the machine shop venue. 
It's open to the public. Tickets are available at prnalumni.org. And then Saturday, they're going to have uh, 12 p.m. And this is going to be at the Capri Theater where Prince made his debut back in the day. His first ever concert. Um, that's going to be held. Stories from inside the park. And they're going to be discussing engineering, fashion, record label, and innovation with a Q&A. And that's open to the public as well. Tickets available at prnalumni.org. I believe each event is $40. For the VIP experience, it's $100. Bucks. Um, the PRN Alumni Foundation officially formed in 2016 and is a compromise to former employees of Paisley Park and the international icon Prince. The group's mission is to continue the generosity of their late boss who supported opportunities for underprivileged youth to grow in music, arts, and education and helped alumni members in need. Foundation also supports urban farming initiatives that create sources of healthy organic foods where they're otherwise scarce. Stay connected with them. You can follow them on Facebook, PR and Alumni, Instagram and Twitter, PR and Alumni FDN. Um, yeah, as that sounds cool. As someone who is a former PR and alumni, I want to help out with stuff. Sometimes I'm a little bit hard to reach as Chris knows, which can be difficult. And me and Chris are usually in contact at least once a week, but sometimes not at the most convenient of times. Um, that being said, I'm wanting to do everything I can to promote this event um, and make sure because what they do is they raise money and they do give to people that are in the alumni. You know, they're going through some health crises and help them out. But at the same time, they're also giving to charities that were near and dear to Prince's heart. So, you know, if you're wanting to give money, you know, if you're just feeling like, you know, like I really miss Prince. I like, I wish that he was still here because the things that he was doing and helping out people, I would love to be a part of it. The PRN alumni is the way to go for that. So if you're looking to donate or feel closer to a project, helping them out, whether you can attend this event or not, it's always something to look into. Uh, I know a lot of them, they're part of it from Sam Jennings to Dave Hamptons to Scotty Baldwin. There's so many people. Omar Baker is aware of this. That's Prince's brother. Um, it's just for a really, really, really good cause. And uh, I want to continue to help promote it going in. We're probably going to have some of the alumni on our shows. Don't want to really announce it. We want them to be um, special guests. They are people that have been on the show before. There are also some people that we haven't had on. But I want it to be kind of a surprise. But leading up to it, I want to get them on again and share their experiences and why this organization is so near and dear to him. Because basically it's all his former employees. You know, right. um, Again, I just have always kept myself at a distance for stuff. I am a former employee. have the tax records to show for it. I always try to keep my sh my stuff on the down low and just kind of play coy, which sometimes hurt me in the long run. Um, but that's not what it's about. That's like you're looking for credit, and it's just not that way. I was just trying to help him out. 
So uh, it's about a month away now, like less than a month away. But um, we'll see what happens. And I'm sure everything is going to pull together. King are very, very talented singers in their own right. At one time, Prince did co-manage them with Kiran Sharma, his former manager. So you have that connection as well. So, you know, there might be some more surprise guests. I really hope that some members of the new power generation or people that are in Minneapolis lend their support to it, lend their, their music, their ideas. Um, I'm just really for stuff like this. Just like I'm, I'm for Paisley Park being supported may not be the vision that we all want yet, but it's going to get there. We just need to give them time. And we need to support it to make sure it's there so when they do have everything going the right way, it's still there to do it the right way, you know? So that's just how I feel about it. Um, You know, I kind of wish that there was a Paisley Park West. Like that some of these PRN alumni events that they had them in L.A. as well because – um, aside, out of Paisley Park in Minneapolis and the Glam Slam in Minneapolis as well, Prince's second home, not for all 30 years of Paisley Park's existence, but his second home was L.A. It was a huge base yeah. for him. And it would be easier to do some of these events in L.A. So I'm not saying to not have this event in Minneapolis. I'm saying that there should also be another event in LA because you may be able to get more supporters that way of it. It may cost a little bit more, but I'm sure we get the venues, um, which people could put their egos aside and have their venues be rented to the PR alumni for, for cheap or for free because it goes to a good cause. Um, Right. But I would love to see that. I want this to continue to happen in Minneapolis because that's where Paisley was. But a lot, a lot of this other stuff, a lot of some of these employees were uh, L.A. based, you know, whether it came to his amazing house parties or recording sessions or just some really, really great memories and performances. And I, I, I look at it as you, you can get more money. For the cause. But um, right now, September 7th, 8th, and 9th in Minneapolis, it's the place to be. If you're in the Midwest or you were looking to tour Paisley Park or whatnot, this is something that you should definitely be a part of. Maybe if you're wanting to talk with people that worked with Prince or get inside their heads a little bit or bid on some of these silent auctions, that might be the place to go. Plus, Stay a few days. You'll have that Monday tour of Paisley Park for $160, the three-hour tour. You have all these other things going on, you know? Make a, make a weekend of it or make a week of it. That's how I look at it and support the PRN alumni. Okay. There you go. Can I get an, you just, can I get an amen, just, Chris? That's awesome. Oh, you can get an amen. Amen, my brother. That's like a celebration is, uh, in the fall. That's cool. That is... I think the weekend that football season starts, that's kind of tough for me. Maybe you can catch a Vikings game or something. How do you know they're playing at home? We're going to get into the Vikings at another time. 
as a Cowboys fan. I want to get in because we still don't know who the Super Bowl performer is going to be. I know that there was talks since Pepsi is doing it. There was talks that was going to be Britney Spears. That's not true. Uh, people always say that oh, Prince was alive. He would be a part of it. He would perform. No, he wouldn't perform. He would not touch his 2007 legendary performance. What he would do, however, is what I would like to see the NFL do. And I don't think they're going to do it because there isn't enough star power. But what Prince would have done, if he still was here with us, he'd be like, I'm not performing, but let me compose it. And then Ah. what he would do is, is he would have Janelle Monet and... A, a great backing band, Judith Hill. He would have Liv Warfield. He would have Nick West playing bass. He would have people wouldn't even have known about, you know, that probably would not just being on stage to do a guitar solo or play piano, but be, you know, the composer of all this, the arranger. I think he would have done it like that. But if they were expecting him to do Kiss or a few other things, uh, they weren't going to get it. But I would like to see something like that where it was a bunch of acts. It is in Minneapolis this year. That's why we're talking about it. Um, But I just don't think that's going to happen. But do we need Bruno Mars as much as I love him? Do we need him for a third time? Just saying. I love love Bruno. You know, um, Rihanna hasn't done a Super Bowl before. I think that they're kind of scared that she'll whip out a booby. You know, we all know the last time someone of color whipped out a booby, how that went. <laughs> right. Now, if it was Titney, I mean, Britney Beers, Spears, <laughs> and she whipped out a, a, a titty, uh, I don't think there would have been this problem that we would have had over 10 years ago, but whatever. I just am very surprised. Usually by this time, we know who's going to be performing at the Super Bowl. <laughs> and as far as I know right now, they do not have an act. Taylor Swift turned him down last year. So they had Coldplay. Yay. Hey, that's great. <laughs> you know, um, I could see Maroon 5 in the future. I really would like to see what we talked about, but I just don't know who would have the vision <laughs> to get all them together right. <laughs> and make sure that there's no divaness going on, you know. Uh, but yeah, let's have it be a party and let's see how they go with it. And as for me going to a Vikings game, uh, it's been a while since I've been to a Cowboys game. Would like to go back to that. (laughs) All right. So we have a lot coming up. We're going to have a special guest with us next Wednesday. And Chris and I both plan on being there. We will be having more of a co-host, special guest co-hosting coming up at times to make sure you guys get a plethora of funk and a plethora of podcast. We thank you so much for your support on everything. Again, if you want to donate to the cause of what's going on right now, I appreciate it. Please make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and podcast, uh, Podcast FM. Please make sure to share with all your Facebook groups, especially the ones where you know they're getting the info from Dr. Funk first and then just putting it on their site. They used to be friends of mine. 
kind of like Warner Brothers used to be a friend of mine, but now they're just a monumental waste of time. There you go. But yeah, just please share us everywhere. We really, 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 really appreciate it. I'll give you a hug. Chris will give you a hug. And that's about it. Yo. Yeah. As long as you never have to deal with having to go to a bathroom. I'll give high fives. I'm like Donna Grantis. I give out a stall, and someone tells you, "Big fan," and you don't know if they're talking about you or what you just whipped out. Because I had that happen to me more than one time. I've been followed into men's restrooms, so I. The Grammy Museum, uh, Universal City Walk, oh, Staples Center, the Forum one time because the guy recognized my shoes. What kind of places you going to? to me while That's I was I taking a leak. At least he didn't say big fan. Oh, maybe you should. <laughs> but it's just kind of like oh, I kind of go to a stall because I don't want anyone checking out, you know. <clears throat> my stuff and then it just <laughs> yeah it just reminds me of Eminem and the lyric from I am whatever you say I am I can't take a sh- without someone standing by it I and I'm I'm like F-list celebrity you know if anything at all so I don't really understand it I appreciate it I appreciate the love just can we not do it in the men's room like please can I like I wash my hands first and other stuff. Can I, can I, can I shake it? Can I kick it? Yes, we can. That's all I'm asking. That's all, you know, and then Chris, Chris will give you the hug. Just not inside the men's room. Okay. All right. And I'll give you the high five. All right. On that note, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, yeah. Keep it funky (laughs) y'all. Till oh. next time, much love. Shake on, it. And on that note. 